All right, what's the deal? Another episode of the Trio Pod. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Thank y'all for tuning in. We have been doing great with staying consistent, yeah. right? Oh, great <laughs> a little bit, you know. We're, yeah. we're trying. We're doing we're our best. Trying. Right, okay. And I'm your host, one third, Chrissy. We got Fallon. We got Mook Duke. Mookie, Mook, Mook. How you feeling, Mookie? You know, it's it's a day. The day, <laughs> day by day, huh? You said it's the residue from Mercury. Oh, here we are. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Mercury, Mercury retrograde is over. She was like, it's the dust. It's still the dust in the air. Is it still? It don't feel they like. They call it. They call it the shadow period. That's what she was telling me. I'm like, well, go yeah. away, go away. <laughs> like die, but yeah. But you know. Um, I'm well for the viewers who don't know there's just been a lot of things in my personal space going on I lost uh, someone near and dear to me who I'll keep private because um, he was private and the family decided not to make this a social media thing so I'm going to respect that but it's been very very tough so thanks for asking and that's our delay so thanks for staying with us fans and listeners um, I appreciate you guys you know, sitting out a weekend, but we're back today to get to our topics and get back to you guys. Yes. You're I'm welcome. glad you're I'm glad you're better. It's it's really it's literally a it's a day by day thing. Cause you know, I lost a family member also. Um and yeah, and that that transition is interesting, like how she passed. But um it just reminds me to, and I think we've discussed this before, like I have got to start calling cousins. These are cousins that I don't see often. I have got to start calling cousins and checking in. We can't just be getting together for funerals or when somebody passed away or deaths. It's just, we all were like, we have got to do better with checking in with each other and just making a better effort with trying to connect throughout the year and not just for funerals. Yeah. So... I know as a bigger cousin, because I am one of the bigger cousins, I'm going to make the effort to make sure I reach out and start, you know, just initiating like functions or get together or whatever, just so that we can all start spending more time together. Because when we were kids, we were all close, you know, but now that everybody's older, everybody's moved away wherever, we don't necessarily keep in touch like we should. And I hate that we all have to gather when somebody passes away. So, you know, condolences, of course, to you and your family. Um, definitely been keeping you in prayer, lifting you up. Um, you have been on my heart so heavy, you know, we love you dearly. So, you know, your mental capacity, your health, all of that is so important, you know, for, to me and Fallon, of course. So, um, yeah, we won't make it too heavy, but we love you. (laughs) Absolutely. For real. Yes. Um, I'm gonna get right into it. So, um, I actually posted today, um, as far as we're going to touch on the music real quick, I posted um, an artist by the name, who I just recently discovered, Mr. White Dog, White Dog, I, his, the name that he just, the song the song that he dropped um, last week is Politics, It's Hard. It's just, he's just barring up, you know, he's just barring up, that's it. So if you want to just hear a nigga rap, tap in, it is on ninadudes.com. I am also doing some light promo. So if anybody has any music they want to share, any links, drop your videos. I am posting them on my page in conjunction with the Nina Deuce page. So holla at your girl. Um, I will support if I like it. You know, if it's whack, just keep it. But <laughs> I got y'all. So, um, And I'm going to do a quick recap. You know, this weekend was very eventful, I would say, for the uh, least. <laughs> Um, I hosted my first brotherhood brunch, which was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, we've had the women's brunches. It's 
now I wanted to kind of flip the script and do one for the guys and the reactions were amazing like I totally didn't expect to get the reactions I did everyone was so grateful shout out to two homies um comfort LA for allowing me to host this uh host the a brunch at their space it's a local restaurant in the heart of Inglewood um checked it out shrimp and grits um uh, chicken and waffles you know we had a champagne it was just a great menu the guys were great everybody did what they were supposed to do everybody participated met a new friend and so it was just amazing oh you, know, you met a new friend what kind of friend <laughs> Sorry, y'all keep moving. I'm trying to get my friend. A friend. We want to. We 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 want to mention some details. Well, no, nothing like that. I'm just saying, all the guys met new friends. Oh, oh. All the guys met a new friend. Oh, they met. There was nobody there. You know, for me, but oh. Um. So yeah, and then um, we ended the weekend with Mary. Oh my God, that was amazing. And I've seen Mary before. I saw her in concert with Nas, but this experience for me was different than the first time. Uh, I don't know, maybe it was the capacity of the form. The energy was just different. The Hollywood uh, bowl is huge as fuck. And I just, I felt the energy last night. We were so close to a lot of people that just, everybody knew the words. She packed that shit out. She performed the right songs. It was just a dope concert. Like, I, I'm so glad. Shout out to Baby Daddy for coming the fuck through <laughs> on them tickets. The seats were great. And yeah, we just had a good time. Absolutely. Nothing but great things about this particular tour. Uh-huh. Nothing but just great things and why she is and will forever remain the queen of hip hop. The queen. The queen of hip hop and RB. Yeah. Yes. Um, what I noticed was that considering the fact that she's not only a veteran, but she's like the prototype and 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 you know what I'm saying, pioneer for all things hip hop and R and B is how they've conjoined over the years musically and all of that. So that goes without saying. But the fact that she's still proving herself as a new artist every time is so freaking remarkable to me because she did mix in a lot of the new records from the good morning gorgeous album i think that's the name of the album mm-hmm. um she had a couple of different records where we didn't really know the songs but she was still bopping and you know everybody wasn't up on their feet or whatever some people sat down so she still had to kind of prove herself and pull people into the new material mm-hmm. and i just thought that that was so dope that you could be a, a however many year in the game veteran and still be humble enough to like want to prove yourself and you know what I mean? Um, break your new records or whatever. So that was dope. Besides the fact she just looked good. She thick, she curvy. It's giving like good goddess skin, glowy skin. She just looks really good. And she approached, she's a vet. So it was amazing to be able to see her. Yeah, yes. it's hard to do new records as a vet because your people want to hear those records. Those records. Still incorporate a few. I think that's super dope. Even the fact that her catalog is still like growing and being received. And she didn't even, I don't even still think she, I was going through her playlist and she stood and scratched the surface. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, she put all of our favorites, but there's some other records. ones too that she tucked, that she, that are tucked in that she didn't pull out. And that's that's hard because I'll be wanting to hear as a fan. I think that artists need to start doing more. And I think you might have said that once before, Moogie, like more into. I think this is when we were thinking more so of like post COVID, but like intimate. If we got to pay the the, the 500, 
to see you intimate and you perform the stuff that the real fans know and want yep. to hear. I think that could be so amazing because, of course, on a broader scale, it's like everybody only know the radio cuts. Girl, I do want to hear the B-sides. And Chris, you was in that yesterday, too. Like, we're the B-sides. Like, mm -hmm. Play number seven on the album that doesn't get airplay. Yeah. That's the song we yeah. want to hear. You know, number eight or whatever. It's necessary. Like you said, if you're a fan, if you're a core fan, mm. all, it was core fans there. There was For nobody sure. there that wasn't a day one fan. Best believe, if you was to go through, like, my life, like her first album, she played every single record on there that we would not dance and stand up and be able to recite every single song verbatim. And it's so crazy because we were technically children when her album dropped. So we're we were children when all that shit came her, out. <laughs> everything we loved came out. Yeah. Demo, like to really think, like I was a child when she was out there with her boots in in Jersey. Like that's yeah. crazy. And going to see her today, like yeah, because they were in there. She was in her twenties or late twenties, maybe early thirties, in her prime. You know. Eight, I so. remember Glasses Malone telling us when we were when we used to do that show back in the day, and um, we had interviewed Glasses, and he was like, um, "Y'all, that yeah, that's not y'all generation, so y'all can't claim her as y'all own." And we fought him on that or whatever, because I mean, the album came out in '94. Essentially, we were in the fourth grade. I mean, so right, <laughs> we didn't know what he was talking, what he what, what she was talking about, but. I see what he was saying. He was saying you wasn't grown during that era to be able to even relate to what it was that she was talking about. But to me, as, sonically, I did get the music. Before mm -hmm. I got the content, I got the music. So exactly. I don't know about. Mary Bimine, but anyway. That Sorry, G. <laughs> and that was a time when talent was everything. Like, I, yeah. like you said, I probably didn't understand, but I felt it. Like that mm -hmm. option sang yeah. through. And as I was coming of age, then that music was there. Like Mary, we wasn't outside at the house parties, but we definitely still bum Mary. Like she's up yeah. there. Sure. Yeah. Like for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you have a um did you have a particular song Fallon that which when that she played that you were like, this is you were standing up a few times. You got up, girl, quickly on a couple. Well, whenever she did said you my life, girl. <laughs> My life is like a Negro spiritual to me. So yeah. it might as well be wade in the water or, you know, some uh, girls no. cry to freedom. Because <laughs> I'm like in church. I'm like, yes, God. Yeah, you know, hands up you want to receive it. That song is very chilling. That song is very chilling. Like it's if, when, when you hear, when, you, when you're singing along, it gives you goosebumps. Oh, I yeah. Mean, you know, so whenever she sings that um it will but it, i will admit it was a lot of records i wish she would have performed i mean she did do some cuts off of the mary album she has such a big body extensive body of work it's like i guess you can't fit it all she didn't do seven days um oh yeah she didn't do that it was like you know and that's a and that's a big one it's a big one. So it's like, I guess you have to, when you creating your set list and stuff like that, I think Versus showed us that, like how important your set list is. Mm -hmm. the, uh, what do they call it? The, not the synchronization, but the order. But it's called yeah. whatever. The order of the songs and stuff. I thought like it was that. a sequence. I thought it the was. Sequence and, yeah, the order of the, of the songs like makes a difference too, just with the vibe. So I don't know if that changes like per city or she keep, if it's the same. I don't know, but... I guess that's what made the most sense for the most broader appeal of all of her fan base or whatever, all of those records. Yeah. Have fun. Uh, what was the title of this uh, tour? The uh, Good Morning Gorgeous tour. Okay. Good Morning Gorgeous. Oh, okay. I can see her keeping a tempo kind of 
Um, I, I, I guess I could see that. Yeah, girl, she and she probably only played thing. maybe like four, four to five new songs. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that many. It was like four to yeah. five maybe at the most. Or yeah. songs that were very unfamiliar that might be newer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I haven't heard the, the "Good Morning Gorgeous" uh, album yet. Good morning, to get to it. gorgeous. She, I, I, I like, but I really do like that song, though. That I lucky love that day and her, I think, wrote that record. So I was really mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I believe amazing. Her, I'm not sure, but I believe it was Lucky Day and her who wrote that record. And I was like, "That's, That's fire, beautiful." I love yeah. that. Yeah, when she played, um, real quickly, when she, I guess, when she played um i can love you i lost it oh yeah that uh, we have documentation of yeah we got documentation <laughs> girl yeah, yeah, right you know when you dipping on your ninja honda with tanisha and Rhonda. oh that's she doesn't Kim have Burst, to perform though, still, anymore like, she doesn't have to like give a vocal performance anymore you know what i'm saying and she is auntie so she is a woman of a particular age at this point anyway with with, with fans i think don't know no either is that uh artist voice changes over time due to just age conditioning how they've conditioned you know worked out their voice the the their everyday life their lifestyle or whatever so you got not gonna always get necessarily the highest vocal performance especially as your artist your favorite artists get older but it's just about enjoying the energy of what okay. it is that she bring and you know because some people still want to she sound like or, or like shut up like, stop it no exactly you know, but she's we are appreciating who she is now. Right. It's probably gonna be the last of it. Okay, I don't think that I don't. I can't see her. I mean, I'm not gonna say, but I just feel like this might be the last one. Maybe I've been saying that about Beyonce. I'm like, this is her last run, you guys. So enjoy, because Mother is about to have a seat. It's gonna be she's a grand not, finale too. Not yeah. going on this tour run. She's trying to usher in whoever else, but I know she's on her way. Like to yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, y'all, I got a couple topics on the docket. Uh, let me find out segment. You know, it's a lot going on um, in a lot of different areas. I guess I'll start with the heavy stuff first and then we can maybe get a little bit lighter. So, um, Mookie, you can probably speak to this just as far as like where we're at in 2022 in regards to mental health. It's really starting to become a thing where, of course, your your um, peers and family and stuff like that, we have experiences with people that have uh, suffered or dealt with different mental health issues. But I think because celebrities are obviously highlighted, you know, we're kind of being we're, we're able to like focus in on them and kind of like see what's going on with them. So two different guys, two males, um, one being Kanye West with the um White Lives Matter shirt, right? That was a whole thing. And people are starting to question, you know, okay, bro, what's really going on? Professor Griff did allude to the fact that he truly does feel like he has bipolar disorder, which I think he's actually detailed himself at some point in time. Uh, in addition, Ray J went to the social medias and basically would seem to have been like a cry for help. Like he may have been contemplating suicide. I mean, and of course we don't want to make light of that. We joke so much and he plays so much. So it's kind of like, what's he playing? I don't think he would play about that. Um, mm -hmm. And so it seems to me that black men are still at the helm of like, you know, not really being able to deal with a lot of their mental health issues, things that are going mm -hmm. on emotionally. And so I kind of just wanted to get y'all thoughts on what y'all think about it? I mean, do y'all have homies or whatever that are starting to go to therapy that are interested in, in you know, engaged in wanting to figure out what's going on inside with me internally? Well, I'll start by yeah. saying this shouldn't even come first, but it is. The <laughs> issue that I'm noticing with um, 
the open discussion regarding mental health is that so many people are reg our day-to-day people are using clinical terms inappropriately, right? Mm-hmm. Not utilizing like everything is not a trigger. You know what I mean? Like unless this really takes you back to a situation you've experienced, you're not being triggered. You may have not liked it. It may have upset you, but it didn't trigger a certain react emotion out of you. Like some people you can't hug them because it takes them back to a time when their abuser would hug them that way. That can be triggering for them. Not to says something that upset you. So we kind of have to be very careful with the language that we're using now. Mm-hmm. That aside, um, I do. I think Kanye may have a certain condition. I think sometimes these are episodes that are, I don't want to say unchecked because that's not even the proper you know, uh, terminology or yeah, the proper terminology to use for him. Um, I've noticed some people are denying the fact that some of this behavior may be linked back to his mom. And to that, yeah. I say, you have people mm-hmm. who lost somebody really close to them and they've never been the same. They, they have never, they have, and they won't recover. They've never recovered from that. You know, they've turned to certain things to cope, you know, and lose a parent. And he's the only child. He doesn't have siblings to help him, you know, through that. And that's not to excuse everything because some things about him may be a little calculated. Like I, part of me believe the White Lives Matter shirt. Like I felt like it just came at a time he's trying to get out this deal with Gap. And it's like, what best way to lower his stock than to go out on the ledge as such. And now there's considering letting him go and mm-hmm. that's getting out that he's wanted but Kanye has always done certain antics uh, as far as Ray J is concerned I definitely think that he was experiencing some type of episode um we like to think that money cures it all but it doesn't we don't know what he's fighting internally what he's up against like we really don't know and the scary part about mental like mental health is that sometimes these um we kind of bury so much that it just kind of comes up at one time, right? Yeah. And if it goes unchecked, then your mind can just can just can unravel so fast. I know personally, I mean, like myself, I've dealt with it. I know a lot more men are becoming more comfortable because mental health has been so taboo yeah. that a lot more men are open to the discussion. They're opening themselves up to things of their childhood that have them behave in a certain way today. Like when did your trust issues first start? This is why you behave this way. This is why you treat people this way. And they are open to going to therapy. Um, a little bit because it's like talk you can talk to your friends but there are certain levels of trauma that you really need to unpack that you don't even know that's you know locked away yeah yeah um, and I'll, I'll just I'll just leave it there yeah so, what about you? I, this is my first time hearing about the Ray J situation I've I've been out of the loop with him that's kind of it's definitely a cry for help when you got to go to social media I don't think that's looking for attention I don't think that's seeking for attention I just think that's a cry for help mm-hmm um with Kanye you know I'm am a huge fan of Kanye and I know this might sound crazy but I just really overlook the antics Mm -hmm. I guess because I'm such a huge fan of him musically I love him as an artist as a producer every time I'm like okay Kanye's on another rant or Kanye's whatever and I just, I don't even like, I don't dive too deep into that because I just love him so much as an artist and as a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I watched his document. Did you watch Genius, mm-hmm. Fallon? Yeah. Yep. 
Okay, so it goes back to what Janice said. I feel like he has never recut. I think on, on a deeper scale, I think when he, and this is how I feel about him, I think when he's in a room by himself and it's just him, I feel like he cries. I feel like he has emotional breakdowns about the loss of his mother. After I watch that, I feel like when it's just him by himself, he he sits there and he he just has he has cries, cry downs, and just breakdowns about his mother because she he and him and her was so close. Mm -hmm. And I like she she hit it right on the movie hit it right on the nail about not recovering from that. And I think a lot of his um his cry like the, what he's doing is because he's um, dealing with something emotionally and he does not know how to like convey that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's very unfortunate, like with the white lies, I'm like, I let, I, I mean, yeah, Gary, this is me. I laughed at it. I was like, okay, Kanye, like for real, white lies matter. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not funny, but I was like, okay, where's yeah. the music? Like what's next? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. That's bad. I know. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, no, he's sick. You're bipolar. Like you're this, you're that. And I looked at it and I'm like, okay, like next. Right. Yeah, I did. I just, I completely went right over my head. And I, yeah. that's probably bad because it's probably something more deeper to it. But I just feel like he's just, you know, he hasn't, like you said, he has not recovered from the loss of his mother. And a lot of the way he acts, it, it stems from that. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, no, go and, ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. He, I feel like he knows how to get the people talking. I feel like he knows. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's looking for attention. Like, you know, but yeah. I also think Kanye lives in his bubble. Um, He's other people. So he's like talking shit to his direct peers, per se, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, I do think there's mental elements that are there that definitely needs to be checked. I think he also, I just feel like he's not surrounded by anyone genuine. I feel like he doesn't have a solid person right. in his corner. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like Everyone around him is so afraid to get cut off by him that it allows this behavior to go unchecked, you know? And some of it is like cringeworthy, cringeworthy behavior. Even the corporations, like you, they're going to latch onto the easy brand and look it for what it's worth and then let it go. <laughs> Kobe, um, this is <laughs> this is real real life going on. Kobe needs some intervention as well. <laughs> we need to call him to the floor. Go your dog, please. Um, I was what I was gonna say is just like I think the unpacking that stood out to me, like hearing that, like we have all, especially people of color, melanin, like we have ancestral genetic DNA passed down, like trauma, and a lot of the things that we find ourselves dealing with. Um, that are wrecking our brains and we're having these mental issues. A lot of this stuff is not even ours. It's ancestrally ours. These are things that are genuinely, literally passed down genetically to us that we carry on and that we have to resolve on our own. And for Black men, it's not even a conversation. These are not conversations, rarely, that they're having with each other. Um, when it comes from us, a lot of the times it seems like nagging. Or this old hippie trippy, uh, you on that Oprah BS, you trying to, you know what I'm saying? You trying to be my therapist, you trying to, you know what I'm saying? So there's an aversion to it. But um, I think that what we can do as black women is starting to, you know, just trying to really create more safer spaces with girl, the dog girl. What is he, what's going on? <laughs> I'm trying to talk to the dog. Yes, you got to uh, mute your mic. Oh, you got to mute her, Alan. 
story. Oh. I'll just go okay um but yeah like i feel like what we can do what we can do as black women is you know continue to create safe spaces for them to be able to speak and be able to talk um no judgment involved um the issues do go really really deep with a lot of black men and it's a lot of stuff that they've never even talked about there are black men that have experienced sexual trauma and molestations physical like abuse you know whether it be from their mother father uncle whoever um verbal abuse you know you're dumb you're stupid you're not gonna be nothing you you know what i'm saying a lot of men have witnessed family members and close people um being killed in front of them yeah very young ages yeah. Um, poverty there's so many different layers to the the black male experience that um you know we're still delving into and trying to figure out and, and find resolve with but i mean i think the best thing that we can do as black women is just to continue to create safe spaces and to lead by example too like we need to resolve our stuff too you know what i mean we can't be pointing fingers and saying like Y'all need to get y'all ish together and we don't have it together. We haven't gone through the proper channels to not only get the therapy, but to apply the, you know, information that's being reciprocated back to us. So that way we can raise our vibration and, and you know, raise higher and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It stood out to me. I was just like, well, let me tell you, it sucks at the same time be- because we're in such an interesting space when it comes to the black woman, the black men. Like if we read online, because so many, we consume a lot of online information. It's like, I do feel like black men are under attack to a degree. And I do feel like some black men leave the station as an old law. Like it's for years as black men are trash. And I used to wonder like, what does that do to the young boy who's on social media consuming that information? The same way we want to uplift our girls. I think the same should apply to our younger boys. It's just black men without being labeled a pick me. Like, no, I want to support black men and, uh, and uplift. I have a dad, I have cousins, I have uncles, there's a whole nother, nephews, there's a whole nother generation. And at the end of the day, like we are all that we have. Yeah. It's just, it's just us. That's it. <laughs> That's people, the gag. <laughs> but it's just us at the, at the very end of the day, you yeah. know, so I do feel like we need to create spaces where they can come talk, where they can lean, lean into that feminine energy because for so long, the generations have been taught to be strong. Like we're undoing so many things that we were taught that identify us as a woman. So yeah. as we get to our own womanhood, we define what that is. Men are the same way. As they're coming into their manhood, they're understanding like this doesn't make me a man. They're right. stripping that away. And some of them are 30 plus years old just coming into that realization of self. Yeah. You know, so that and that's tough because they 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 may not have something of what they were taught that identified them as a man. And without that thing, they're they're acting now because it's like I, I'm not doing that, whatever that thing may be. Yeah. So it's a lot of undoing and people need to create those spaces. That's why the event that Christian did have um held it was so important just to open up yeah. the, the conversation to lean into a softer side to share your ideas to network to connect because yeah. at the same time it's like I have this information I'm going to share it you know what I mean and you put them in a space where it's like let's bounce off ideas or let's unpack some things or I've experienced that too or how can I help you get to the next step all yeah. that works together and it can only work for the greater good so yeah definitely yeah. that safe spaces need to be created for men 
and and without that making them soft in a sense so yeah Yeah. and congratulations Chris for that too absolutely like creating that space for them like I didn't even think about that like giving them a space to feel seen Mm -hmm. and appreciated when is the last time a group of black men that were not celebrities were celebrated you know what's interesting amongst our peer group yeah, Papa said that. He was like, the first thing he said, you know, from Jake, the, the group, Jake and Papa, Papa was there. He's the first thing he said when he stood up, he introduced himself. He said, I have never seen no shit like this before. That's insane. That's like, the first thing he said. He's like, I have never seen no shit like this before. And I was like, and it was really just the idea of like, I was going to do another one for the women, but I just made a simple post. And it was the reaction that I got from the men that mm-hmm. was unexpected. So when they reacted the way they did to the, the thought and the concept, I was like, let me just go ahead and execute it and see if it works. And it did. Like it was, it's unexplainable. It's, it's the more power. You know how vulnerable we were in the room as women. It was it was a different side of vulnerability. Of course, the guys don't really get emotional and they don't cry, but it was a different type of vulnerability that they were able, able to express and exude in the room that had me just like, oh my God, like we have got to do this again sooner than later. So yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Recently, it was like a hundred suits, like the guys showed up and, and, they yeah. and they hung out and networked and people made a mockery of, mockery of that online and I couldn't really? understand why. Like- let them, if this what they want to come out, if they like this particular type of fashion, let them come together in their suits and network however they can. Like at that point, it's like stay out of men's business. Like no one's been hurt nor harmed. We don't know if these are fashion designers. We don't know what may come up of that, but it's like allow men the space to be whatever it is that they choose without us nagging at that. Because if we can host a slut walk, let them do they. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> You know, without being, you know, question, like, it's not always a fight. Just let them be. You could have had a young boy who's interested in, you know, the fashion world or tailoring or whatever, you know, and could have been interested in going to that. Like, let whatever it is grow into something. Like, we're so quick to shut things down or or laugh at it. Like, let's not do that. Yeah. we tell out of our business, so stay out of men's business. Well, brothers, reach out if you need somebody. Y'all can drop us something in the DMs and we will show enough <laughs> support you the best <laughs> way that we can because we love black men over here. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Moving along. Um, so former Love & Hip Hop uh, cast member Masika Kalisha, I guess that's her last name. That she is. Had a very in- is it? Okay. So she had a very interesting tweet. I thought it was very interesting. I want to get y'all thoughts on it. She says, I'll put a picture of it somewhere. I'm going to start doing it. I'll put a picture of it on one of these sides. But she says, F what they say, marry for money and grow to love that man. F marrying for love. So this is kind of an age old question. Um, She also spoke about, you know, seeing what the advantages are to arranged marriage and why some of those arranged marriage situations last longer than some, you know, just organically formed, you know, relationships or unions. So I definitely want to get your thoughts on that. I have my own, but you know, is there something to a woman using money as her primary marker of where, you know, when she starts looking for a husband or who she deems, you know, qualifiable to be her husband. (laughs) I'm just saying because, Um, yeah. Well, I I heard that is very transactional. I heard that marriage is transactional in the sense of, um, and my mom told me this, Jim, she was like, I did have to grow to love, you know, 
Okay. Not the same. <laughs> okay. Tammy, don't watch this episode. This ain't. This, I this don't think. You. I think she'll be okay. Tammy is blocked. <laughs> um, but yeah, she. You do have to grow. You have she. She grew, I guess, more fonder and more in love with my stepfather as they started going through the years together. If that makes sense, because it was very transactional at first. It was not that they weren't in love and didn't love each other because love was there, but it was like, okay, this is what I have going on. This is what you have going on. And if we get married, it would make sense if we did it together and locked in because now we have this, you know, we have this long-term partnership and this is what we can do together. Mm -hmm. So that was the mindset going in, you know, and it's not that they weren't in love, but I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to marry I don't think that's going to last either, though. I just personally don't think that's going to last either. Like, it has to be some sort of deeper connection in order to keep me glued to, me personally glued to somebody for a lifetime. And, I mean, I guess it depends. I guess it depends on who the person is. Is the Masika looking for a nigga to give her a bag? And she, that's what it is for well, her. She's married. And, she's already married, she said. Okay, because I don't know about, I don't know what she got going on. That's what she said. She said she was married already. So she kind of, somebody came for her and she was like, I'm already married. I'm not 37. Is her, situation like, you, based on, is her situation based on that? Like she I'm got assuming, into marriage. I'm assuming that, I mean, she's probably kissed a lot of frogs as we all have, just to be fair. But, you know, I'm sure she, you know, has dealt with a lot of different things where women, you know, you give your heart and all, and you're all to a nigga that's broke. You know what I'm saying? They can't support you financially. They cannot help you out. If you stress out at your job, he cannot relieve you of your stress and take you up and make sure that you can focus on starting a business, go to school, chill, do nothing. So there are a lot of, you know, things that you deal with dealing with a man that doesn't have his finances in order. And in addition to all of the BS and F S H I T, I'm trying not to curse this much, y'all. I'm struggling. You know, we, I'm like, with, you have to deal with that too. So you broke and you ain't shit. All that I said to just say that. You broke and you don't have nothing coming to the table. Like that becomes a problem. So I think she was kind of just, expressing her her thoughts about that and kind of trying to give women game based on that like you know you might want to choose wiser what would you think i wouldn't have made that post if i'm married because that's such a yeah. your husband is a slap family you know that's what i mean whack. like if that was a relative of mine i would be like this female dog like the, nerve, <laughs> the, nerve, like the nerve of you like is there a benefit to marrying up i agree i also understand that to, marriage is a business that's why you have to sign it's so much paperwork that goes into getting married you know so i wouldn't necessarily say just marry for the money because essentially exactly. what are you signing up for like if i'm marrying you for the paper then i know that that return or what what's required of me i don't will have to be whatever you suggest, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but is it easier? Yeah. But I think that's the mentality that someone will have that maybe don't have as much going for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I would feel like married for, married for the money because you don't quite have all your ducks in a row or you may not feel like you can be as comfortable as you may want to be. Mm -hmm. Not sure. And I feel like that type of stuff, you know, backfires because the day that he decides to leave you is like will you land on your feet like yeah. that was the same thing with being young and letting the guy pay for your apartment because the second he wants to leave can you still afford the next month mm -hmm. payment you know right arranged marriages yeah that's all business i feel like they last longer because it's a business it's a contract and we're not separating we're not believing in none of that that's why people used to 
shit reproduce within their own bloodline mm -hmm. you know keep all, all, all money <laughs> in yeah. for the sake of the conversation so yeah. yeah I think they last longer because at that point it's a business amongst dads we come together because that should start when they small like mm -hmm. you know, we billionaire this billionaire family is y'all about the same let's make let's make this work you know I think that's why arranged marriages work because most of the time I've watched stories and they don't even know each other until they're strangers yeah you know, like they're complete strangers and after they get married they go to room to hook up and they figure it out from there so I feel like you have to shit create your own happiness at the end of the day there's no one shoe that fits all because there's somebody married to a multi-millionaire right now that's very unhappy and miserable you know yeah. there's some cases where it can work but you got to create your own happiness and do what feels good. But what does that mean for all the other elements that come with being in a marriage? Does that mean like, okay, so if, if it's just about, if it's just financially based, does that mean I'm fucking somebody else? I'm cheating. Yeah. Like you over here, I'm over here. Like, what does that mean? Like, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not into I don't like think, that. I don't so think I'm, that I, I'm over here with it, with somebody else or. I think that's just a front. I think in that situation, we're fronting on our lifestyles. That's how that now I will leave that there. I think if you get married just for money purposes, I think that's something that you're doing internally. I don't know if you're literally telling the man, I'm only marrying you for your money. And he's still saying okay. there's some cases yeah. where that happened, but shit, I don't I, I don't know anyone who made it very clear, but there's some situations we can look at and judge and say she's clearly with him for the money. Yeah. End of the day, she's still feeding into that ego. She's still yeah. showing. She's still, you know, trying to be whatever it is that he likes to yeah. keep it going, I would assume. Which is transactional. And I think that, I think it is that. I think it's kind of like, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? If that's what works for you and you feel like transactional relationships are, you know, more advantageous than actually being with somebody that you connect with, love, spiritually, whatever, and all that, you know, mumbo jumbo, then that's cool too. And you kind of got to take what comes with that as well. It's clearly transactional if a man is coming with money to the table and a woman is coming with aesthetic. I think that's age old stuff. You know what I'm saying? But um, I think personally, it's going to be a very small percentage of people that get to even experience that kind of real, a lot of this, a lot of the relationships and marriages that will be formed, the majority of them will be transactional. And I think it's because people have it twisted as far as what it takes in order to be able to find somebody that you are equally yoked with, or that you have a spiritual connection with. And people feel like it's easy work. Everybody wants it real, real easy. Everybody feel like, okay, well, I'm it, it, it sounds like she was frustrated. You know what I'm saying? So out of frustration, you kind of get to a point where you feel like, man, these niggas ain't, you know what I'm saying? They not doing this. They not doing that. When it really takes a lot of selflessness and egolessness, you know what I mean? To step into a situation where you sharing space with somebody and making yourself vulnerable enough to connect with somebody in that way. And people's aversion to that typically comes down to not wanting to be vulnerable and, you know, you bring up all their old demons. We talking about past traumas and stuff like that. People don't want to deal with that. They want it to look pretty. They want it to look neat. So it's easier just to get with somebody that's not requiring that of you. You're only requiring me to show up and look like this. And I, you know what I'm saying? And I'm only requiring you to pay for this, 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 and this. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, when you go home at night, does that fulfill you? And a lot of the times we talk big and it sounds good because it sounds good and it's a talking point and things like that. But when you're at home and you don't feel seen, heard, understood, taken care of, emotionally tended to, that's going to break you down as a woman. And that's why some women age gracefully and some don't. 
because that hardening that that does for your heart and your overall aesthetic, it begins to show, you know? So just make sure if that is your game or aim to have a transactional relationship, make sure that's really your, your game for real. Like don't, don't front to make it look good for the social videos and stuff. And then you at home suffering, like make sure you really exactly. have that for real. Because and Fallon is right. Like I feel like a lot of today's relationships, they run at the first sight of the work. Any issue? Yep. It's not all easy going. The at the first sight, you see, oh, this person has a little difficulty communicating. I'm done. Why? Work, yeah. work through, work through that. Yeah. Give the person an opportunity to learn to grow, or you go back to I'm not your mom. Like, of course you're not, but you're a woman. Well, you know. Kinda. You kind of are. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, that's another conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I'm not going to be like, how you expect to kind of grow with someone? Like, you've had 25, 30 years or however long to live your life. And then you're trying to mash it with someone else to make it all fit. There's some things about you you're going to have to correct as well. Yeah. Me, but I just feel like relationships don't work because we're quick to run. And I saw someone make a post and this conversation is becoming more normal than not about like wanting your grandparents type of love right mm -hmm. and they're unpacking how much trauma that's involved and all of the things they experienced and I'm like we need to stop attaching trauma to everything especially black love because there are some who had good relationships healthy yeah. relationships went, went through the growing, growing pains as such like, hard. You get over five years let alone 40 without yeah something you know what yeah. I mean I want to put that out there that that type of love that connection definitely exists because you can want it for the money but you got to think when your time is up who's going to be in your corner who's going to be at your bed wow. who's going to feed you water through a sponge that's like, a fact who's really wow. going to be there the yeah. money can be on the bedside but who's going to really love you and help you out of bed, and and and, and help you as, as your health go up and down. Like choose wisely. Choose, choose wisely. wisely. Absolutely. It's, and real quickly, I'll just be quick on this subject. But you know, recently Tia and Corey announced, or should Tia went vocal about the divorce. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't be all into like the whole celebrity relationships, but that one for some reason kind of hit me. I was a little. I was like thinking that like, this is my marriage and shit. I was digging like, okay, wait, because, <clears throat> and again, this is, this is, we all, all we know is what was displayed. We don't What's know anything presented. that's going yeah. on internally in their house. Right. But they did a very good job of always keeping like a very poised and just, oh, oh my God, we're like, we're, we're so oh, family oriented. It looks damn good on the surface for a very, for a very long time. And they've been married for a long time. And then out the yeah. blue out the blue she comes out and says we decide to get a divorce and we're going to support I'm like what happened I, would have I was looking and they said supposedly nothing happened supposedly she just said that she's not happy what whatever that may be maybe it could be something deeper we'll never know because they subscribe to old Hollywood like you know in house um whatever difference is but so far it's just that she wasn't happy. I was completely surprised, completely side, nice. just blindsided because they just appeared to be low key good. They love story yeah. was beautiful, Thanks. you know. So I was just really kind of shocked. Like, 
what the hell? I've been watching a little yeah. thing, YouTube shows. Like, what are you doing? You know, but just because people yeah. make announcements doesn't mean that it's final either. I think that we jump on the fact that they're like, oh my God, they're getting a divorce. I mean, you know, Kim and Kanye still legally married. So, you know, you can say you divorcing or you, you know, doing this and that. Um, from what it looks like, I mean, I saw Tia on a red carpet and she said, um, uh, one of the interviewers commented and said, oh my God, you're glowing. And she was like, really? Like she took in the compliment and she says, you know, you're not the first person that told me that. And she said, you know what it, what it, what it is, it's me like really focusing on me. You know, you spend that many years with somebody, you have evolved into like 20 different people. Yeah. That person has evolved into like 20 different people. So it's like, you know, you get to a certain place in your life. She's a woman of a particular age. She has two kids. You should have a very successful career. You start mm -hmm. reevaluating like what does fulfill me and what worked then may not work now. And who yeah. you are now may not work. Maybe it will two years from now because it's people that have definitely divorced and got remarried again. You know what I'm saying? I know some. So relationships are tough. And I think that's just a testament to the topic that we're talking about. It's kind of like, you can want the arranged situation. You can want it to be based in finance and all of those different things. But if you genuinely want, which I truly believe that the majority of us do, if you truly, truly want a genuine union, it's going to be ebbs and flows. It's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be times where you're embarrassed. It's going to be times where it seems like you're losing. It's going to be times where you feel like you look stupid. It's going to be times, except and vice versa, for the man too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of men don't talk about they embarrassing situations that they dealing with with a girl. You know what I'm saying? The girl don't want to sleep with them, not showing them no love and attention or affection or making them feel handsome. That's why they all out in the streets trying to talk to young girls or whatever they on. You know, it's a lot of stuff that goes on. So just make sure you know what you want. Just, you know, be clear. Don't be confused. <laughs> We're lucky that we live in the first world country where we can choose who well, we, we can want. choose that's a fact <laughs> get, just get deeper into it who we select all these you arranged know? marriages you gotta you have to marry this person yeah, and, and know this having multiple children with a stranger and all type of shit customs, but we at least have autonomy over who we choose to date because i couldn't do it talking about this is, this is muba you were going to be his wife <laughs> I no, I don't like him. I'm about to fuck with his friend. I don't like him. I have two kids. Yeah, my kids out every year. Speaking of kids, speaking of kids. Okay, y'all. So last topic. Um, Christian, you sent me this topic, right? Um, motherhood anxiety. Motherhood anxiety on the Good Moms Bad Choices podcast. Um, I've watched a couple of their episodes. They're kind of funny. The girls mm -hmm. over there. Shout out to them. They're right. Yeah, shout out to them. Um. <laughs> So they had a conversation around motherhood and I thought it was such a dope conversation because it was talking about just a lot of the unspoken truths about being a mother. And of course, everybody wants to present. It's a very interesting topic. A lot, everybody wants to appear like they're a great mom. I love my child. I'm Everything is about my kids. But the unpopular opinion is that first of all, it's hard. It's not always fun. You don't always like your kids. Your kids don't always make you proud. Your kids sometimes frustrate you. Your kids sometimes this. It can be very difficult. It can hinder you from being able to progress in whatever other avenues or, or lanes or things that you may want to you. It's a lot of different factors in the unpopular opinions are those they're not really commonly stated or expressed. And so they were speaking to that. And I definitely want to get your thoughts on that too. Like being a mother um, of a teenage girl child, it's, you know, not always a cakewalk. 
you know what I'm saying? And you do start to think like, you know, oh, you know, all right, was this, you know, you started, <laughs> was, it, was this the was this the best bet? And of course you don't regret right. and what they were saying on the pod too is of course you don't regret your children. You wouldn't you wouldn't trade your children for anything in the world. But I think we do need to start giving each other space to be able to feel comfortable saying, like, I'm tired today. I didn't feel like mommy today. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm done. I you know, I don't get enough of a break. You know what I'm saying? I'm stressed out. I'm burnt out. You know, what do y'all think about that? Ooh, okay. So for me, I guess I'll start. <laughs> um, so shout out to my homegirl, Jazzy. She sent it to me and I a thousand percent resonated with the topic. Yeah. It's exactly how I feel right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and again, disclaimer, because don't ever get it twisted. Like I love my mind to death, you know, like I do. First thing, and that's first. crazy that we even uh, have to preface it with that, though. That's the that's the whole point. Because it's always like it it gets it's, it's some sort of confusion that people have, like like you said, going back to like, well, bitch, why did you have the kid? You know, all of that. Why did you have your kid? And you know, don't ever get it twisted about my my you know my motherhood skills and my parenting. Um, but at the end of the day, it's exactly what I'm going through now. I'm going through this phase where I'm like, I don't think we get along. Yeah. Like, do, I, do, I really like, do I really like this? I have to look at the of Virgo and Capricorn. Chemistry. I'm like, bitch, do we really? I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Look it up and shit. Like, let me see what, because uh, I don't think we're compatible. Um, but on a deep scale, it's exactly what I'm going through now. And I have to, like, it's been, I you know, it's been some times where I'm like, you have got to go over there and leave me alone. Like, I have completely detached myself from this, my child for hours yeah for hours yeah like emotionally physically just drained um like leave me alone go over there get whatever you gotta do, do what you need I to don't do here like go make you some noodles go go get on youtube for hours whatever you have to do just to get out of my face i need you to do that because i need a break from you yeah um i need a break and just being emotionally drained by the personality and the and the person that she's becoming, mm-hmm. it's now there. It's, it's a very vocal age. It's a very talk back age. It's a very, um, what is the word like com- combat? Like it's yeah, it's, it's, bad just, it's yeah. like I'm 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 going to step up to you and I'm going to bulk up to you as if I'm your age and I'm your peer and I'm going to go against what you're telling me all day, yeah, every day. Welcome you know, to having it, a daughter, it, baby. Welcome it's to nothing a is, is, It's not just saying, okay, I need you to go get in the shower. It's like, no, I'm not doing that right now. Like, I'm not your friend. I'm not, you know, like, we're not, we're not homies. Like, and it's a lot of that. It's a lot of just the talk back, the sass back. And this, I guess that's the point where I, that's, that's the age, I guess I'm going through as a, a double kid that hit the double digit, the 10 year old yeah. is the mouthness. And I don't have a break. I'm a full-time all hands. If you guys know me, you know that Tori's always with me 24-8. Yes. There's no breaks from nothing. I don't get any time alone to myself. Uh, when I do, I even I still have the anxiety, just like what they said in the podcast, the anxiety of, is my child okay? Mm-hmm. I have to rush back to get, I have to always feel on edge about having to go pick her up. And my mind is going like, let me call her, let me check on her. It's a, it's a built-in anxiety that I have being a mother where I'm never at ease. Even when she, she could be with her grandmother, I do not sleep. Yeah. I'm not, she I, don't, say, I don't get no, oh, go home yeah. and rest. I'm, I don't, I don't get to, I don't, I'm not resting because I'm still thinking about, I'm like, I'm so used to having the kid around. I don't know what to do when the kid's not around. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how to relax. I don't know how to go take a load off. 
And then it's the stress of having to go pick up the kid right away the next day, you know, or two days from now. So it's never a time where I feel like I have a break or a vacation from the child. And I do, me personally, I need detachment. I, I wish I had that, you know? Yeah. And I know the support system, the big, big support system I have, you know, my parents, they live in a different state, you know? And I feel like yeah. if grandma was here, it would be easier for her to go off for a week and buy. Right. Give me an emotional break, you know? So, every, and it's that uncomfortable conversation. Like, I don't always like my kid. No, I do not. Right. No, right. I just don't. We don't always, we do not get along like that. <laughs> do I love her? Absolutely. But it's a lot of compromising and a lot of talking that we have to do to kind of get through our days. This is every single day when we have some sort of argument <laughs> or discussion about like, you know, going just tip or tack, going back and forth. Yeah. So I don't know if that's an age thing. I found like, I mean, you're a teenager. I am frightened. Okay. Like absolutely frightened when this child gets in the sixth grade. Okay. And it's right around the corner because you're in the four, like sixth grade. I'm just nervous for middle school. I don't know what the fuck's coming with middle school. I am praying to God that. Yeah. Because you're talking about you're talking about menstrual cycles. You're talking about boys. You're talking about the body changing. You're talking about just the clothes being a little bit more skin tight or wanting to show something. And now I'm going off with my friends, mom. I'll see you later. Like, oh, I'm just. baby steps steps. Mookie what's your thoughts especially considering the fact you know for those that don't know Mookie has been in education Mookie has been of course the social work realm and all of that stuff but children I think was your early parts of your career like hands on so just Mm kind of understanding some of the challenges that and then you've also worked with children with disabilities as well so it's like you you see the difficulties that parent they wear it on their face when they coming in if you know what I mean like what have what's been your experience um in addition to just my educational background I've been a part of like amazing villages to try and provide some type of support you know um I think a lot of it is just development where the kid is at that state. Like, are they going through their ego phase? Like just where, where are they? I think Tori is in her preteen stage, you know, she's more independent. She, she knows everything and she's a tech baby at that. So that's a whole new area of study that we haven't even tapped into. Right. We don't even know what the new influences on children are today, you know, so. So I can understand a a parent not agreeing with their children behavior that day because you're trying to juggle so many hats of outside work, still parenting. And I personally think that it's okay to to need a break because you can't give what you don't have at the end of the day, you know, and not all the time do I think today I'm going to be a great parent. I may not. You're not a great child today. You know, okay. I, I just feel like the right. I always do is just explain, hey, this is how I'm feeling today. This is what's going on. That that that's it. You know, um, and that's all. That's all I really have to offer. I just think it's okay. I think this conversation is is brand new because people want to seem like the perfect parents. That's why I don't mind on social media when people post their home and it's realistic. The kid got into the flower today. Look at this yeah. shit. Lotion all over their hair. Like, you know, it's a joke where they hear a whole bunch of stuff and they like, I don't even care to check it. Whatever it is, I'll do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love to see people just sharing like the real side to, to living. Like my house isn't perfect. Children live here. This shit is going to get fucked up. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't think parents should feel shamed for saying, I don't feel like dealing with you today. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I had a day, out. Okay, you know, honestly, because if the, once you're dealing with a kid and you're running on low, you start to discipline out of anger and then that becomes abuse. So yeah. I would rather you take that back and say, you know, just go, go get your tablet for the day. We'll, we'll resume. Mm-hmm. I feel like as long as that communication is open, then you can't really go wrong. You know, it's yeah. not neglect because we love to throw that, oh, you're neglect or they're going to remember growing up and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's stories that we f- won't fully understand until we get older anyway, you know? That's, right. so that's my only tidbit for that. Yeah, I think it's also important to recognize there's so many different layers to the conversation, um, especially surrounding kids. We could go on and on and on, but I think it's important to note a couple of things. One, our children are us. We were our parents. I'm turning into my mother every single day. (laughs) And our children, our children are, are us. It is a genetic thing. So a lot of our frustrations and things like that, that we have with our children, we're looking into a a blast from the past of what we used to be and who we used to be. You know what I mean? So so we we have to really have patience with that. Like I, I, I didn't notice, I hadn't experienced what true genetic pass down really looked like until I had my daughter. Like, of course you think it's all just like genes, like how I look, or she'll have a, a this skin tone or she'll have this kind of hair or whatever height. No character, personality, like all of these things are like passed down as well. And that could, you know, for sure be a barrier. And then when you talk about having girls, this is a whole personality nut- is developed in the womb. That is the personality. Personality is developed in the womb. That's that's genetic. Like, I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's multifaceted, but I do think that, you know, I appreciate Chris, what you shared and, you know, just you be tired sometimes. I don't believe in stopping your life. Cause that's one thing too. Sometimes we have kids and we feel like our life must cease at that moment. Me and my mom have this argument because my mom had me at 32 um, she was a little bit older um, and she talks about, you know, I had you, my mom used to sing, my mom used to act, my mom used to go on auditions and do different things. She was industry as well. Um, when she had me, it stopped and she chose to make a decision. I'm going to be a mother and this, that, and the third. And I, I commend her. And of course I love her and appreciate that for her, but we've had conversations where I've had to tell her part of that was me, but part of that was you too, because exactly. there may exactly. have been some fear there. As to, you know, you being able to press forward and juggle both. At the moment right now, I'm juggling both. But and it's a choice. You know what I'm saying? But I don't feel like you have to stop or cease your life force by way of having your children. You don't have to sacrifice your own things and the things that fulfill you and the things that do allow you to be able to recenter and kind of go back to to center um, to be able to, to produce the best outcome or whatever for your kids and things like that. You know what I mean? You have to have your own things. If, if your kids are everything and, and find great. a balance and find a balance with it. I, I, I will never allow somebody to make me feel guilty for chasing my dream and, and following yeah. my passion while being a mother at the same time. Yeah. Because it does seem selfish sometimes. Cause somebody did ask me like, well, she's always with you. Do you have play dates? I wanted to be like, bitch, um yeah like like what you don't realize is that I do it's called balance and that's what it is I find time for and that's and that's this is a lot again it's a choice and this is a lot of where the exhaustion does come in at because I do find weekends where okay it's dog park 
play dates. And then the very next day, it's it's full on. Okay, you're with mommy all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to be on set all day. You know, and I since mean, we were on set for 12 hours, okay, I know the next day, now you get to play at the park, you get to do your thing, we'll go get ice cream. But you know what? Tomorrow, it's mommy's day. So you're with mommy all day. I mean, it's not even a one-shoe Like, it's not. The parenting is not a one-shoe um, fits all kind of thing because up until recently we had to have a conversation if our mom's allowed to be sexy mm. yes because I don't feel like a parent should completely lose their identity in their child mm. I, I, I don't believe that because you're looking up before you know it 20 years has passed and you're trying to identify who am I not yeah, they're a teenager and don't require as much, or they're on, they're into their completely independent space, and it's like you're looking up, wondering who am I, where wow. the go, why am I not tapped in, where are my friend, where are my people, like are I've just as a woman because it's like yeah, you get caught up in your 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 child practice and everything else, and sometimes you add on to their schedule because you don't have one of your own. You know, yeah. and then you're so flow. So I just think it's important not to lose your identity in any situation, relationship, parent, whatever. Just don't lose who you are at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, for those that want to have kids, think twice. I know it looks cute on Instagram. And that's another thing. That's the last thing I'll end it on this. You know, all of the cute, all of the Instagram pages that we, and I follow them all because I love babies. I love, 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 love. Yes. Tyler's, all of that. Yeah. All of them is like, it's about five and under. I don't see no teenage pages or whatever. Oh my God. <laughs> I love my teen. Shout out to my teen. A shout out Girl, to my well, no, real. <laughs> It gets real after about four or five. You start, you know, them phone calls, them gifts that you started getting. Them little gifts and, and oh, we bought so and so this. It was a little cute. I picked it up for them and you all the little money in the in the in the cards or whatever. It start to slow up. So just make sure that you're thinking about the long haul and the commitment to motherhood because it truly is a journey and we're all on our own journey within that. So yeah, absolutely. Good game. I know Mook, you got some stuff, or Chris, you got some stuff, some feedback Chris, from, the yeah, fans, um, from the fans. Yeah, well, Mookie can go. I just want to, I'm not, I'm I'll touch on mine next week, but I do have a product that I want to shout out before we close out. But Mookie, you, you can go ahead with the topic. So, no okay. topic. so, you guys know this segment is where we answer, you know, one of our, I don't want to call it a fan, a listener. We got a trio squad. There we go. One of our trio squad members. Trio squad. Trio Squad. That's what you know. For our audio listeners, that's y'all know that's what it is. Trio Squad, which yeah. we're on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you find your podcast. That's where we're located. I love that. It says, "Hi, ladies. I'm writing. I'm writing this to the show because this situation calls for a non-biased opinion. I'm aware two of you have children and R has dated someone with a child. So this goes into our previous topic." My boyfriend and I have officially been together for six months. However, we dated a year before making this relationship official. We both had things we needed to deal with before attempting to be with each other. Okay. My boyfriend has a three-year-old son and I'm the first woman he moved on with in such a way that now has now caused an issue with his son's mother. They broke up when we first met. However, the baby mama, baby daddy back and forth was present, which caused me to fall back from approaching this relationship as something serious. We would hang out when I have free time, and he, but he slowly started to grow on me. We clicked instantly, and over time, a solid, built a solid, grew into a solid relationship with one another. Okay. But like you mentioned, we both had things we had to deal with. 
He's a good dad and loves his son, but lately access to his child is very limiting. And he started and she started doing bullshit. I'm assuming the baby mom. Yeah. Started doing bullshit, like asking him to pick up his son on my birthday weekend just to see what he'll say. Meanwhile, she complained, saying, when he has his son, that's their time and I shouldn't be there. Luckily, I didn't have plans. So we chilled together and had a few guests over to his house. Anyhow, I expressed back while we were friends that he doesn't have to deal with her antics and to seek joint custody for his son. He argued against it until he was fed up. So now his sisters, two of them, are now blaming me, saying I'm wrong for telling him to take for telling him to take a child from their mother. I don't go around anymore because I choose not to exchange. Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, where am I at? I am wrong for telling him to take a, take a child from their mother. And now I choose not to go around to limit word exchanges. My question is, how do I fix this? I'm not the bad person. Black men are already labeled uh, the bad guy and Debbie dads. I just want him to have access to his child, whether we're together or not. But now it's an issue with his sisters, whom he's close with, as they're cool with his it baby is. mom. And I'm the person in the wrong. What the fuck? So this this is tea. This is like one of them bitter ass baby mama ish. Like the the from the when you started the story, it just <laughs> it, it was really me. Bitter ass baby mama who's mad that the, the nigga moved on and is with somebody else. Like all that, y'all got to learn how to separate the shit. It should just be allowing the kid to be with the father or with the mother, separating that from your own personal feelings about the person because who's affected is the child like and and granted I don't know we don't know I don't know how it ended I'm sure it's a lot more to the story but it, the root of it to me is the baby mama like it's the baby mama because it's a lot of pressure that he's probably getting from her you know what I mean and now it's affecting this new relationship that old girl is having with him um that's sticky. Probably even have a little bit more expertise in this department. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you can speak on it, sis, because I'm just, I'm a little bit, um, but I just don't, I don't like the baby mama shit. I just don't like all that. Like, bitch, separate yeah. your personal feelings. Separate your personal feelings and allow the father to have a relationship with his son and allow him to be, if he, if y'all moved on, then let him be with his girl. Let him, let the father, I'm sure he's a great dad. Let Allow him to be a uh, father to his kid. And bitch, stop. <laughs> anyway, Colin. Right. Um, I think that with women that don't have kids or women that are dating a man with kids, what they should understand also as far as how this baby mama baby daddy stuff go is that if the baby mama is playing games with the child in any way shape or form and so many of them do it some of them do it subtly some of them do it overtly you know just depend on the pedigree of the of the woman or girl um what they need to understand is that men are going to try to avoid court at all costs so mm -hmm. taking a woman to court will be the last, 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 last resort. You know what I'm saying? So to us, it seems as though, you know, advocate for yourself. Take her ass to court. She not, you know what I'm saying? You paying child support, you doing this, you doing that or whatever. Like take her ass to court so you can make sure that you see your child. And men, all of that mess, all of, all of that to them sounds like drama. I got to take time from work or I got to take time from hustling or doing whatever else that I'm doing to go down to the court, knowing and understanding that 
I'm never going to be advocated for in those places. I'm a man and I'm black. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talking about the, the, the child support system and all of that. It is not scheduled for them. That's what Cameron said. Like America is not scheduled for us. Child support <laughs> is not scheduled for black American, you know, for black uh, men. And so I think that's one thing to consider. So if you're urging him to um, do that, to advocate for himself, so that way he does have more access to his child as, you know, his human right being the father, understand that he's probably not going to want to go down that route just for a myriad of different reasons. But mm-hmm. as far as the sisters getting involved and feeling like, you know, well, why did you do that? They may have felt like you was out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, depending on the tenure of the relationship, kind of lets you know where your boundaries lie. And then you also have to check yourself too, because what was your intention? I know it seemed like you was just trying to help and do the best that you could, but I mean, child support cases definitely draw a line in the sand as it pertains to parents. You step into that courtroom (laughs) and you sitting across from somebody or whatever, like they testifying against you about your your parenting, it causes, it drives a wedge between the mother, the baby mama and the baby daddy. So that could be to your benefit. To keep them separated. Are you also encouraging in that same way for them to talk opposed to going to ch- have you ever talked to your baby mama? Why don't y'all try to why don't y'all try to communicate better and see if y'all can figure something out? Maybe yeah. it's missing. Do she still have feelings for you? Have y'all talked about that? Have y'all resolved that? Are you coming at it with that or are you coming at it with more divisive ways to keep them, you know, separated? So Check that as well. I understand, you know, the baby mama, baby daddy dynamic can be very intimidating for a woman coming into that because it's kind of like, what chips do I have to play? You have a lot to play. You just got to know which ones to play. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But don't feel like you have to compete in that way and, you know, kind of get involved in some stuff because you're not his wife. You're not, his great mm-hmm. you're not his girlfriend to where your word would mean something in that scenario. You know, you, the sisters may have felt like you was out of bounds. And then that affects their relationship with the child, too, because the baby mama want to act crazy. A lot of the times we start, we feel like, oh, they just going up for the baby mama. They like her. They don't care. They care about the they they yeah. or they mm-hmm. need. Her. They don't care about her. Very rarely. Like, girl, we tolerate you. We tolerate you because of our brother or whatever um in our in our niece or our nephew that's why we tolerate you baby and we just want to keep you happy and you know because we women we understand how that works i just did a video on that so for the girl i would say if you're interested in mending it or fixing it don't do nothing be a support system to him you have nothing else to say you know about oh, what he should do or the, none of that if he wants to vent to you be his ear if you want to listen, you know what I'm saying? If you want to, you know, provide him a safe space of some peace and stuff and allow him to be transparent and vulnerable uh, with you. And if it's too much, don't date a man with kids. Date somebody else. You're not yeah. also forced to date him. Yeah. You can move on. You can There's a lot that comes with that. With less baggage. Yeah. You can date somebody with less baggage. I mean, that's like a needle in a haystack. <laughs> well, like you are rare breed, honey. Um... I don't know. I'm I'm kind of impartial to both because the comment was made when they were friends. So that allowed me to feel like, so baby mama been on bullshit. I'm the, 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 I'm biased, no kids. So I would say like, okay, how much leeway do the baby mom get to be on BS before you as a man have to put your foot down? How much ass do you have to kiss because if she's get upset enough, she can be the first to go to court and say, you yep. own back support because you haven't given me anything. And that word is credit, even if you yep. aren't that. 
right? So I would empower more men to go to, this could be the Judge Mathis in me, you guys know, I love that. I would empower men to not have to deal with the antics of the baby mom. And maybe if you make that first attempt, maybe she'll know that, okay, he's not playing. It may cause some division, but so is your actions causing division and playing with the, when you could pick up, when you can't pick up, get that shit in writing. So there'll be no issues if you are not. It may affect how you parent, but you will have access to your kids. So it's like, who feelings are we? And, and that's game too, because don't let him also gaslight you because, oh, she just be tripping. Why is she tripping? We don't all just be tripping for no reason. Why is she tripping? I mean, I mean it, it depends because sometimes we'll say, oh, you're still sleeping around. But we're talking about those women because they do exist. Not the ones who, not the, because it is cool ones. Baby mama, the term, the, the, the phrase is so, it's just so negative. It's so much negative shit attached to it versus, oh, the mother of his child, right? But there are some women who definitely make it hard. You guys happen to be the ones who didn't, but there are some women who who really make it hard, especially the younger the child. This child is three. Yeah, Steve Harvey said, "Don't oh, date this is a baby. It's nasty. Don't yeah. date somebody who's a kid under five yeah. because they're still that's, trying to this is, that's family, that family dynamic, you know. So it it just depends. So I would say, at the end of the day, like if should if this something serious, all you can really do is support them. I would say to any man out there, like if you dealing with baby mama issues, because it says he got fed up. So if you're dealing with the baby mama issues and you don't have access to your kid, take them to court." Take them apart. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, all things, you know. Uh, did, you, did you say in this, did you, in the story, did it tell the boy's age? In this story, did it tell the boy's age? Yeah, it says my boyfriend has a three-year-old son oh, and I'm the okay. first woman that he's moved on. I didn't on hear, hear the yeah, It says my boy, yeah, I, that was the shit. I don't know. I missed that part. Yeah, and it says I'm the first girl that he's moved on with in such a way that it has now caused issues because sometimes you do be happy, not happy, but it's different. You know, a guy has is just dating and, and frolicking with women, but it's a whole nother story when like he lock in with one person because that changes the game. Like, oh, you like her. Okay. So girl, if y'all need resources, please uh search the baby mama right for more tons of videos for you okay on both sides on the girlfriend yeah. side because it's it's tough trying to get in there and really like you really may like a guy and it's kind of like you know these baby mamas be so bitter and i'm trying to undo the stereotype like move yourself i'm trying to undo that stereotype and give us, you know exactly so you know yeah definitely to read more i want to make sure i put this in the in this you yes. know, we got lip. I got some lip gloss for y'all. That I told Nate the next time we got to make sure we have extras to actually give away to our people too. But this is our first round. We do have three colors. I am wearing Earth Mother today. This is a collaboration between me and my sis Nay. Piece of color. Uh, Flower Child did a collaboration, and then we do That's have glossy. Nice. This is my nude. I think I can wear that with my chestnut. Yeah, it's super. It's it's fire. Y'all gonna love them in the consistency because you know for us it'd be about okay. It'd be about the consistency. <laughs> you don't want it too slippery. You want yeah. it a little thick, but not too thick. So the consistency is fire. Y'all can go to piececolor.com to order yours. I'll leave that in the description box also. But yeah, we launched that last week. Super proud. And um, I will try to make sure I... Maybe we'll raffle something off around the holidays. It would be nice. Like a That'd little, be great. A little party pack or something of some, of some goodies. But yeah, y'all check that yeah. out. 
And then I want to do one real quick too. This yeah. was um, I met a young lady on IG. She hit me up when she found out I was hosting the men's brunch. Um, she has a candle line called her name is Millie. Oh, um, melt melt by Millie. So um, nice. what this is her candles. Once they melt down, you can use the oil to rub on your body and on your partner. Oh, right. Not this one in so particular, you know, but as a massaging oil. That's it, so exactly. And I, and I think that is genius. I mean, she's so, what I will say that I will say she sold out or, or, or close to selling out at the brunch when she got up. It was a, I mean, and this shit's to know me is to know that there's two things you can always buy me. You buy me a journal and you guys buy me candles. Okay. So I, I think this is the perfect gift. Um, it smells amazing. And I really wanted to shout her out because I love the idea of it being able to melt down to use it as an oil. And That's it's perfect because we can't like, once the shit is melted down, then what am I supposed to do with the wax? You know, like, I know. What, what's he like? I'm throwing the shit. So it's probably soy wax because mm -hmm. soy wax melt down to a certain temperature. Doubles so as a body oil, it's not as hot, so it's more enjoyable warmth. Than it said it is, it is a soy candle. Mm -hmm. You know I know, girl. You know, yeah, <laughs> right. Oh my god. Um, so I want to shout her out. This one, the it's lit candle. I'm I'm very excited to light it. It smells amazing. But I would love for you guys to support her. So please look up um, www.meltbymillie.com. Her candles are amazing. Her branding is beautiful. Shout out to my good sis, Millie. I'm going to buy more and support more. And then, yeah, get you some candles that melt down. So you and your, you know, you know, the wee hours of the night. Uh, and it's not going to burn. It's not going to burn because it can only get a certain temperature. And right. It won't get any hotter than that. If y'all want us to promote any of your businesses, if you guys have products you want us to try, we will shout you out. Give y'all some promo for the businesses, sponsors. Make sure you hit us up. We still doing this pod thing. So it's like, we still grinding. We still figuring it out. But like, you know, we will be doing this anyway. You know what I mean? I appreciate the support, you guys. I think we all do. Like, it's not always That's easy, fair. but we make it We make it happen. We make it happen. So with that said, I think this is where we're wrapping it. Take and it concludes our episode. But again, we all are very, very grateful for our viewers. You guys are consistently tapping in with us, leaving messages, DMing, commenting. Again, TrioPod underscore. Subscribe to the friend, like. Uh, Mookie, uh, we're on, what, what are our platforms again? Wherever you find your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google. I mean, we're there. We're there. And again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. This concludes our episode. We'll see y'all next week. And we're Peace. out. Peace. All right. Uh, uh...